The EP Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found. And always at theeppodcast.com. up to the nine-foot homemade oak bar. Pour yourself a cold one. My name is Chris. Her name is Hannah. This is the EP Podcast. 30 minutes of good for Evergreen Park. How was your weekend? It was good. It was good. I, uh, you know, got to go see some live music. Uh, My husband put a new band together and they had their first gig and it was kind of nice being out in a semi-crowded bar with uh, people. What what kind of music is he playing? Uh, They are a Joe Satriani cover band. So they, so. There's no singing in a Joe there's Satriani There's no singing band, in a it? Joe Satriani band. It's just a lot of guitar. A lot of really good guitar, a lot of really good bass, a lot of really good drum. And did he get a response for this? Is like people come to see this? Oh, yeah. Well, are there big Joe Satriani fans? Apparently there are because all the tables, <laughs> you had to have reservations to like book a table at the bar and all right. the, you know, like three days before the show, they were, at, you know, they were booked on reservations. So that was a good sign. I think coming out of COVID is going to be the greatest thing ever for live musicians because they're going to have to book things in advance, these bars, so that they can do all the separating and stuff like that. Yeah. So musicians are going to know exactly what they're getting paid. They're going to be able to show their value to the bar owner. Like I always hear from live musicians that like, oh, they always just think we should just play for exposure and we shouldn't get paid. Like they're going to, they're going to really get the show like who they bring in. I think it's going to be a big thing for them. Yeah, I mean, they were playing with a couple of other uh, 80s covers bands. So, I mean, they they opened. They were the first ones to go on, which is good for me because, you know, I don't have to stay and wait for them to go on until midnight. So that was nice. But no, it was a good weekend. I, uh, you know, a little chilly outside, but I still got some yard work done and... Uh, yeah. There you go. This is the P Podcast. It's brought to you by the First National Bank of Evergreen Park. Look, when the pandemic hit... A lot of local businesses needed some help. First National Bank of Evergreen Park jumped in with big help on paycheck protection program loan applications, and their employees got 13 local Evergreen Park businesses more than $3 million in loans and saved more than 200 jobs right here in the EP. They can also make a difference for you. Personalized banking solutions you can rely on. Learn more at bankevergreenpark.com slash for you, member FDIC, equal housing lender. We took a trip. You missed it. You were busy. All right. So Erica filled in for you, my lovely <laughs> wife. We took a trip to Unbeatable Eatables, the new sandwich shop that's right at the corner of 95th and Kedzie. That is coming up on this program for Eating Evergreen Park. And we have a visit from Waste Management because there's all kinds of stuff that they do to help you with your spring cleaning. There's a new program that the village paid for that's special for Evergreen Park that they're going to talk about. And they're starting to pick up all the uh, the leaves and the, the grass clippings and everything else again. So they're going to tell you what you can actually put in that green container. So we're going to do that as well today. And we're going to talk about the election results. Yeah. I promised this on Friday's show. We're finally going to get to it. A little deep dive into what we saw in the big election that we covered over the last month. That is coming up. This is the EP Podcast Found everywhere podcasts can be found and always at the eppodcast.com. It is now time for your EP Podcast Word on the Street, brought to you by Tom Walsh over at Edward Jones Financial. On the corner of 111th and Kedzie, Tom is right now trying to make that nest egg of mine grow. 
maybe he can help you. Give him a call today, 773-779-0023. First off, 9700 block of Kedzie Avenue, a gentleman shot another person in his backyard. Afterwards, he called the Evergreen Park Police Department and reported it. Patrick Markham, 53 years old, has been charged with aggravated battery with a firearm, according to the patch, but states he shot the man in self-defense. At last report, the person shot, hospitalized in stable condition. Meanwhile, if you are listening to this show, that means it's at least April the 12th, and anybody 16 or over that lives in Evergreen Park or any other suburban area around here is now eligible to get their COVID-19 vaccine. The Village has a ton of information on their website, places for you to go and get the vaccine. Walgreens is doing it. Jewel Asco's doing it. And there's links to county sites that will help you out. Plus, you have vaccinefinder.org. If you want more information from the village, go to evergreenpark-ill.com. That's your word on the street. This is the EP Podcast, found everywhere podcasts can be found, and always at the eppodcast.com. You've heard us talk about Cool Cloud's Vapor Shop, local Evergreen Park business that helps people stop smoking. In fact, they've been around right here in Evergreen Park since 2014, and they are open and ready now to help smokers get off of cigarettes with a $30 starter kit. A wide range of devices are available. Try a different flavor or a nicotine strength. And right now they're offering curbside pickup, delivery, and shipping options. Cool Clouds also has a growing selection of CBD products and recreational cannabis accessories. First-time customers, mention the EP Podcast for 20% off your first purchase when you sign up for the rewards program. With gift certificates available, get one now for the smoker you want to get off cigarettes. Cool Clouds Vapor Shop, 3837 West 95th Street in Evergreen Park. Age verification is required, must be 21. Remember, quitting smoking is hard. Lucky for you, there's Cool Clouds Vapor Shop. There is a brand new business in Evergreen Park. It's amazing that during a pandemic, we still have businesses opening in Evergreen Park. And I think that's a real testament to how things work and run right here in the EP. Adriana owns Unbeatable Eatables, which is a franchise, but you're the first franchisee of Unbeatable Eatables. There was an original, and in, 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 you said it was in Country... Country Club Hills. Country Club Correct. Hills. Yeah. And now, Unbeatable Eatables comes here. The second location, the first franchise that came out of this, this system is right here in Evergreen Park. How are you? I'm pretty good. And yes, that is correct. We are so excited to be a part of the community uh, and to be here in Evergreen Park. That's awesome. So... Why unbeatable eatables? I guess I would ask you. Like, I mean, like <laughs> you, really you, you decided you wanted to start a business, and you know, there's a lot of different sandwich shops that are <laughs> out there in the world that people can right. kind of choose from. So, what drew you to opening up one of these and opening it here in EEP? Right. So, honestly, it was from the taste. Uh, a funny story. It was my husband and I. Uh, we are we were new to the south suburbs. Uh, we seen the little sandwich shop in Country Club Hills. We actually loved the food. 
uh, and the rest is history in there. In regards to Evergreen Park, we actually have local ties. Our daughter graduated from Central, uh, which is the middle school here in Evergreen Park. We're only a couple blocks away. You're like right in the shadow. Exactly. (laughs) You love the school so much, you opened up a place where the kids can walk up the street here at 95th and Kenzie and and eat your sandwiches. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, so um, really strong ties here with the community. Uh, We have great experiences with Evergreen Park, and we really love the um, neighborhood. That's awesome. Okay, so you open up the sandwich shop, you pick a location. I mean, you're in the heart of VP. I mean, you're right here at 90, 95th and Kedzie. Um, I want to give out the exact address. Nine, it's 3208 West 95th Street. So, folks, if you're trying to figure out where that is, that's the northwest corner of the intersection. And you're also going to have, like, a lot of people see that sign up there because I don't know if you know this, but these trains here sometimes block everything. Right. So you're going to get people that are just sitting here for like at least like 20 minutes looking around going, oh, look at that new place over there. Is that one of the reasons why you're like, oh, well, I got to pick this spot? Well, now that you said that, Chris, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um. I want to find people that benefit from the train cell. So like I, I'm trying to find a positive for it. It's a good thing for you. Yes, it is a great thing. Um, we love the location. Um, we take, we've taken our kids to like Oberwise and things of that nature. So uh, we're just really familiar with this area and yeah, it's just a great location. So let's talk real quick and I'll mention we're sitting outside. Currently, it's basically people line up, they get, get up there, they order their food and then there's outdoor seating here. Eventually, do you see any indoor seating or is this gonna be a, more of a stop it and go kind of sandwich shop? Yes, as of right now, we are carry out only. We wanna just see how the climate uh, with you know the whole pandemic and everything like that. Uh, so we may have options later on to have small tables inside because it's a very open type of artsy feel. We love that people come in, they like to take pictures. Uh, and, you know, why not eat a sandwich? But as of right now, we just have the, the patio. All right, so let's talk about this sandwich that you made for us. <laughs> I said, what is the number one thing that yes. people will want to eat when they come to Unbeatable Eatables? <laughs> yes. And you present me with this monster of a sandwich. Yes. Is this, like, is this the size of all of your sandwiches? Is this one just a specific, like, extra big sandwich? And tell us the name of it and all about it. Okay, so that's actually our large 12-inch Poseidon sandwich. That's going to come with ham, turkey, American cheese, mustard cheese. We put on everything. We gave you the work. So you have the lettuce, onions, tomatoes, and cucumbers. Um, and just everything, all of those ingredients just makes it really special. And it's our most popular sandwich on the menu. Well, my wife comes with me a lot of these times on Eating Evergreen Park. And the first thing you said, sweetheart, was... You love the bread. I did. I said the bread was very fresh. You can tell that you probably, and you, you told me yourself that you got you get your bread delivered daily. So the bread is really fresh and it's different. It's not like a normal like sandwich place where you get that, you know, that, that I don't know. I don't want to say. Soggy? Soggy. It's yeah. not soggy. It's no, not it's soggy. Not no, this is, a, this, is a tough, this is a tough south side bread is what I would call it. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> this okay. bread would get into a fight with other breads and win. Yes, it definitely is a, a knockout. It's, a, it's unbeatable. <laughs> <laughs> and then also, like, um, in terms of the veggies you got on here, these feel like they're hand cut, fresh cut here on, on site, right? Yes, we hand cut all of our meats, everything. Uh, one of the things that I love about Unbeatable Eatables is that all of our ingredients are fresh, delivered daily. We hand uh, make our chili that's homemade. Um, and, and we just really take time and really put in the effort for each sandwich. We have to be able to want to eat it after we make it. You have to look at it, say, you know what, that looks great. Now we can serve it to our customers. 
The other thing that you do, and I want to mention it because this is the time of year where people are getting ready to celebrate things like first communions. Uh, they got the graduations. Um, you know, everybody's doing it a little bit differently. Maybe some people are doing it exactly the same as they used to. Okay, as things start to open up again, it looks like you do catering as well. So yes. this is another option for people that are looking for catering for a party. Yes, that is correct. Uh, with us only being open for uh, two weeks so far, we had a great turnout for Easter uh, with our catering platters. So we offer all types of platters from small to large uh, to handling, you know, 10 um, individuals all the way up to like 50 or 60 individuals. We have uh, Italian beef. So if you want not just a sandwich, something hot as well, uh, we do that as well. We serve that by the pan. Uh, and then also specialty cheeses um, and all of that great stuff and meats. Speaking of, of hot, you got chili here as well. Yes. I was surprised when I went to a sandwich shop <laughs> that there was chili. Like your husband, that's your husband, right? Yes, that was that like, is he's correct. like, try the chili. Like he acted like he made that chili and that was like a family <laughs> recipe. Like he was very into me making sure I tried the chili. Tell me a little bit about that. So that was actually uh, my first time making the chili. <laughs> uh, so it was a lot of pressure and it actually was a hit. So um, it's selling out with our chili so yeah that's why you, you wanted to uh, put the pressure on <laughs> is there me <laughs> <laughs> does you know he's walking around here i imagine my wife like if i if she opened a business uh -huh. she would probably constantly be telling me like yeah that's great i'm the boss still like <laughs> it, it, i mean you've only been open for a little while here have you had to tell him yet like hey yeah hey, this is my spot i, I set the tone he knows <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Unbeatable Eatables, it's 3208 West 95th Street here in the heart of Evergreen Park. Like I said, northwest corner of 95th and Kedzie. You can check them out online at unbeatablesubs.com. And I'll give out your phone number as well, 708-907-9800. You know, we get to eat at a lot of places in Evergreen Park here with the EP Podcast. It's a beautiful day when we finally got to get together and do this, which yeah. and, and I get to sit outside here because you have the outdoor seating and it's just a, a nice spot to sit down and have a sandwich or if you're going to do takeout. And I appreciate you having us over. Oh, thank you so much for you and your wife coming. I appreciate it so much. It has been a pleasure. You guys are great. Building relationships, supporting the community and service. These are the things that Country Financial stands for. They're more than just an office you may pass by as you drive through Evergreen Park. They're neighbors who lend a helping hand and support the fabric of your community, including charitable organizations, sports, financial education, and civic organizations. And since Country is already your neighbor, they want to get together and chat. Call your local Country Financial representative, Mike Thauer, today at 708 425 1559 to talk about the things that are important to you and how he can help you protect them. All right. So I got to tell you a story. Okay. I like stories. The election happens on Tuesday last week and I get a text on my cell phone from one of the village trustees. And you know, we've had a bunch of them on here before. Yeah. And uh, I get a text like, are you coming up? And I go to what? The party. And so the party impromptu, I was told to come to the party. And by the time I walked in, they had won. Like they got their early returns. They saw what was going on. Kelly Burke's the new mayor. All three trustees stayed in there. Carol Kyle, Norm Anderson, Mark Phelan. And it was a blowout, an absolute utter blowout. And when I walked in, they were given speeches and, and it was a, it was a good party. They were all very happy. They, they won. Of course, I took a look at the results and I kind of wanted to let people in on some of the things that I observed and give you a little bit of information you might not have 
or maybe you just didn't get it all in one place. In March, the EP podcast, which services an area, Evergreen Park, that has just a hair over 7,000 households in it, collected 6,500 individual confirmed household downloads, complete household downloads. Mm -hmm. That's an insane number, okay? 6,500 individual complete household downloads in that month. We've been climbing to that. It wasn't yeah. just the election that got right. us there. But that gives you an idea of how many people checked out everything that we did. You know, thousands of people listened to the Sean Good interview, the second one that she did right at the beginning of the month, and then the mayor's response where he was upset about it, and then Kelly Burke coming on after that, and just everything that had happened, all the election coverage, all the shows that we have, just you could tell that everybody's listening. More people listen to the EP podcast then voted in this election. I know the the turnout was low. I was upset to see that. I was very upset to see that because there there's a lot weighing on your local officials and you really should be vested or invested in voting for them. Right. There's only 2,766 that voted in this election. The thing that stuck out to me, knowing those numbers, of course, Kathy Aparo gets 100% of the vote. Uh, she was the only person running. Right. But as I look at this, I found it very interesting when you looked at the trustee numbers and the numbers of Sean Good, who lost to Kelly Burke. Kelly Burke had over 85% of the vote, 2,343 votes. Sean Good collected 393 votes. That's it. All right. If you look at the other independents that ran and lost, what's shocking to me is this Daryl Smith, a man that Never put her yard sign out. I do nothing about him. Never turned in a questionnaire to the patch. No. Never contacted the EP podcast. Never went on social media. Never, for what I even know, campaigned. Ended up with 19 less votes than Sean Good got. He has a lot of mayor. friends. He has a lot of friends. But, but I mean, but think about that. That, yeah. is, that is such a stunning number. It is. Because I knew nothing about him. I did not know what right. he supported. I knew nothing about him. And I saw those high numbers. And I'm like, he didn't spend a dollar. Right. I mean, <laughs> but think about this. Like, Sean Good, for her credit, showed up on the EP podcast twice. She talked with the, patch, the pavement, too. And went she out and talked to people. And yes. the most she could garner, the most she could get was 393 votes. A guy that didn't even campaign got 374. The other thing is that uh, Cesar Salazar... Who, you know, I mean, in comparison, I mean, all the trustees had over 2,100. All of them had at least 2,100 votes for them. Okay. And the highest was Carol Kyle, who ended up with 2,214 that were cast for her. Cesar Salazar hit 635. There were people who voted for Kelly Burke, but still chose him. Sean Good couldn't even, like, like piggyback on what Cesar was doing with people that were like, I, wanna, I, want, I want somebody new in there. Yeah. There were more people that voted for him at trustee than her, and she got more press. That that I, that kind of stuck got, out to me. She got more press, but Cesar really is more involved in the community. There are more people that know so? him from the from the youth sports. He is involved, so you know he's out there, and people are knowing him, and they know him through their kids and through the sports leagues. So he does have that going right. for him. So I, I understand that he had a very nice message uh, congratulating. Um, well, he you did know, that. Mayor Burke. He was the one that did it. He's the only yeah. candidate I saw that lost to put up a message. He has some really nice words to say, and I really appreciate that. He just wants to see Evergreen, whether it's him in office or anyone else, he just wants to see Evergreen Park come together as one and to move forward. So I appreciate right. everything that he well, said. Well, I, I would think that he might turn around and run again 
in the future. It was his first time. I I couldn't I couldn't imagine Sean Good running a third time. Right? I could. You get Yeah, but what would be the point? I mean, do you think that they really believe after what happened like the last election before this and then in this election when she wasn't going up against an incumbent that she could actually unseat somebody after all that effort and she got I mean, look, look, she did basically the same as the guy that didn't even try. Right. That, I mean, like that, if I were running, I'd be like, yep, this ain't ever going to work. Like, maybe she's built differently than me, but I would look at it and be like, I can't do this. This isn't her first time to run. So what's to say it's going to be her last time to run? What's going to motivate her? But what else does she do? But she also said on the podcast that if she lost this election, she was out of Illinois. So Yeah, didn't she say yeah, that? Yeah, she said that. Yeah. I don't know. Did, so, that make, did that make the show or was that something that ended up on the cutting room floor? I'm not sure. I just remember it But from you the remember interview. her saying that. I yes. remember that after you said that. It, she was like, if she lost, if she was she done. If she lost, she was done. Not with Evergreen Park, not with Cook County, not with the she was leaving the state. area. She was leaving the state. Right. That was her statement. She said that. She might have said that to us off. I don't remember if that was on the air. Yeah, it was, if we record, it might not because we're so limited on time and might not have made it into the show but she did say that yeah she was leaving if she didn't yeah win. she was so leaving I, I remember that now. leaving okay. the state yeah so yeah so that might be that might be the end for i mean i would think that like just looking at those results but it was it was fascinating to me to see the numbers and online you would have thought it would have been closer at the mayor race you, didn't you, you think have. that did you think looking online, this was going to be a much closer race? I was thinking because, like I said, she was hitting, she was hustling. She was hitting the pavement, you know, she, uh, from what she said, she was knocking on doors. So you're thinking, you know, if you're, you know, basing everything on what she was telling us that, wow, you know, she's really getting out there. You know, this might be a tight race if she's doing this much work. Right. But the results of the polls showed something completely different. Well, I always tell people that, like, you know, sometimes you have a very vocal minority that yells about anything on, yes. on the Internet. They're louder. Who are very loud. They're louder, but they're not more prominent. No. And that was what this turned out to be. Yeah. And that's not to be smirch people that voted for her. I mean, look, there are. 393 people that, that legitimately did legitimately their research and wanted, her, you know, yeah, and went out and wanted to vote for her. But in comparison to the rest of the voting population, they were they were a small amount. They were less than 15 percent right. of those that went out and voted. And but when you looked online, you thought this was going to be a, I thought this was going to be a tighter race. This was an absolute blowout in Evergreen Park. Yeah. Which I, I thought was amazing to see. I, I didn't think it would be that big of a blowout, but it was. And if I could give a shout out to one of our partners that works with us, you know, in collaboration with the EP podcast and, and supports us, uh, Lorraine Swanson, um, having worked in news, especially during election season, election cycles, keeping up with one, like keeping up with, you know, four municipalities. That's a lot. Yeah. For someone to keep up with Lorraine, the amount of races that Lorraine not only kept up with, but was informed about and doing her regular work, you know, with anything involving crime or the courts or any spot news or breaking news that happened, um, you know, really hats off to her because she really she she's a one man band and was pretty much hustling it out there. She was hustling. You know, we don't work for the same company. I'm an independent thing from the patch and vice versa. Right. But we've uh, we've gotten along a lot, and I think we've we've helped each other a lot during this election. So those are the results. Kelly Burke is your new mayor. From what I understand, it becomes official at some point in mid-May. Once we know all the exact dates, I think we'll have a little farewell show for the mayor. All right. I'm yeah. gonna try. I'm gonna try to get him to like, hey. 
Come once, to the bar. Once you're no longer mayor, <laughs> come sit down at the bar and have your exit interview with yes, the EP podcast, exit right? Interview. That's what I want. Yes. I want I want a Mayor Sexton exit interview exit on the EP interview. podcast. 30 minutes with him sitting down here at the bar. I think it would be absolutely amazing. Imagine one day out of nowhere, you need your car towed. Who are you going to call? You have no idea. Right, because none of us think about that until it actually happens. So I'm going to give you a name, Dreamers Towing and Recovery. Located in Evergreen Park, Illinois, they will tow your vehicle, locally or at a long distance, at a very affordable price. What happens when your car needs a jump start? Dreamers Towing and Recovery. What happens when you're locked out of your car? Dreamers Towing and Recovery. You got a junk car, you don't know how to get rid of it, and you just want to move along and get some cash? They buy your junk cars. Covering the EP and the surrounding south side of Chicago, Dreamers is there when you need them with 24-hour service. Call them, 773-410-4549. 773-410-4549. Turn a sudden nightmare into a dream with Dreamers Towing and Recovery. Join us on the phone line right now from Waste Management. They pick up your garbage, and they also pick up your recycling, and they also now, starting on April the 1st, have started picking up all of your lawn clippings. Vaughn Kirshner is on the line, second time on the show. How are you, Vaughn? I'm doing well, Chris. Thanks for having me. Thank you for jumping on. Let's talk first about the fact that starting on April 1st, Evergreen Park residents able to get their lawn clippings, that big green thing that's been sitting along the side of their house or behind their house that they haven't used in a while. Uh, that's back in use now for them to throw things in there to be taken away. Uh, what can you actually put in there? Is it basically anything that's organic? Uh, you know, I know that around like uh, like Halloween time, I always think to myself, can I throw in like the used pumpkins? Uh, is, is it just branches and grass? Like what do people throw in there? What can they not throw in there? Great question, Chris. And primarily, uh, yard waste is defined as grass, uh, leaves, uh, small uh, twigs or branches, those types of things. Um, you know, the occasional pumpkin around Halloween isn't going to be uh, that big a deal, but the main focus is the grass, the leaves, and the uh, small uh, twigs and branches. So when you're saying small twigs and branches, that's another question I have for you that uh, that I have myself and other people might have the same issue. I have an evergreen tree in Evergreen Park. And so every year I get a branch that just goes. These things, some of these trees are so old, they have like every year habitually I got this one branch. I'm like, well, we're taking that off because there's two new ones growing next to it as the tree continues to get bigger. And so I go out there and I trim the tree and take off the dead branches. They can be a little big. When you're saying small twigs and stuff like that, what do I do with the big stuff? Do I have to break it down? Is that what you're looking for? Yeah, typically what we'll do is we can take uh, these twigs and branches. Uh, they have to be in sections of four feet or less. Okay, and if you want to bundle them, the bundle has to be securely tied. Again, four feet in length and two feet in diameter, no bigger than that. So it's also spring cleaning time. Uh, I, I'm looking at all the junk in my house. Look, man, I've got two teenagers. They have basically given up on most of the junk that they used to play with down here in the basement. I've got boxes upon boxes of stuff that I don't think anybody's looked at in years. I've got a garage full of just things that I don't need anymore. And I know that it would be like, I'd be filling up every garbage can every week and it would take me the entire summer. Does waste management do a thing where I can bring in like get one of those big giant dumpster type deals and how does that work? 
Sure. Sounds like you inherited a lot of uh, lot of stuff. Yeah, I have a lot of stuff. Look, during the pandemic, I realized how little I actually need while sitting around my house. So, I mean, like at this point, I'm like, we need about we need a reduction of about 50 to 60 percent of the stuff in this house because none of it gets used ever. Yep. And there are several options that um, that are available to you in the residence. So one is uh, waste management will pick up uh, bulk items at the curb as long as they can be reasonably managed by one individual and not exceed 50 pounds. Okay, anything greater than 50 pounds has to be pre-scheduled by calling customer service. Bulk items like a chair, a table, a mattress, uh, things like that. And one thing I just want to mention regarding the mattress, Chris, is that we ask that mattresses uh, be wrapped in plastic um, for several reasons. One, if it rains, it prevents the mattress from getting soaked. And, of course, a wet mattress becomes a lot heavier. And then two... Uh, for the protection of our drivers, uh, you know, with COVID and bed bugs and things like that, we just want to protect our drivers from, from anything like that. Um, so that's one option. Another option is um, waste management has the Bagster bag. And maybe some of the residents or yourself have seen them in uh, home improvement stores such as Ace or Home Depot, Menards. And it's a small, uh, you know, uh, I guess you want to call it polypropylene bag. It looks like a tarp type material and it's for small home improvement uh, projects or just small cleanups. And it's really a great, you know, service and it's, it's a less expensive than getting one of your larger dumpsters, um, which are also available to residents uh, by calling customer service. You know, residents need that type of service. They can just call in and, either get a uh, 20 or 30 yard dumpster depending on the amount of material you got to get rid of. Do you know off the top of your head what those normally run for? Are they, are they, do you, do you, is it based on availability? Is there like a, you have to call up and get like an estimate on those? Yeah. Uh, I just encourage people if they're interested in the roll offs, just to call into customer service and they can quote your price right away. As far as the Bagster, uh, they can go into any home improvement store. They can buy the bag there. Uh, they take it home, open it up, fill it in, fill it up, and then they call a number to schedule a service, and then they pay for uh, that service. All right, Von Kirchner, he's a he's a good dude. He works over at Waste Management. We've talked to him before. Uh, I figured with the the way that things are going in the spring for most people, they're either cleaning, they're doing some some yard work down that they've looked at things thaw out. Uh, people are out and they've got a lot of stuff to give you guys. Is this like your busiest time? I, I would think that in the spring may be a very busy time where you guys are collecting the most amount of garbage. Oh yeah, spring cleanup uh, really becomes a big deal in the warm weather. Um, you know, our roll offs and things are just flying, uh, flying out. So, you know, the only thing I, else I would just like to uh, in and say, Chris, is that uh, to the residents, please continue to uh, recycle, right? We appreciate your efforts uh, in that regard, uh, especially when you're doing cleanup. Don't just, uh, you know, toss something in the recycle cart just because it's convenient. Please keep that stuff clean. And also don't forget to use your at your door program for your electronics and your household hazardous waste. And maybe, Chris, that's something that we can, you know, do on another podcast later on. No, no, tell me about it now. I, 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 this is new to me. I'm learning something right now. So what is the at-your-door thing? Like, you're telling me if I have electronics, I, I put them at my door? I call you guys? How does that work? 
There is a program that the village uh, included in the last contract called At Your Door Special Collection. It's a household hazardous waste and electronics pickup service where we come um, whenever you schedule it through our, uh, through our customer service department to your door and pick it up. You don't have to take it anywhere except to your doorstep, and then we'll pick it up and take it away. It's very convenient. It's very safe. And uh, 89% of the material that we collected last year, 89% was recycled. So it's, it's definitely a recycling program as well. So all those hard-to-handle things that you have in your garage, your basement, under your sh- you know, sinks, wherever, uh, you don't know what to do with, this program is a way to get w- rid of that material. And uh, if you need information about it, uh, you can uh, you know, give us a call at our customer service department. I think the city has it on their website. Um, you know, so uh, please look into it and use it. It's there for you to use. Wow, Vaughn, I think you're going to get an awful lot of trash. I think <laughs> I think right now there are people listening going, man, I got extra stuff that I'm going to throw out. Like I have things that I'm going to do now. You, you guys are getting an influx of trash. I just want you to know that. Yeah, well, actually, during COVID, believe it or not, we've seen an influx, uh, you know, with all the people, you know, transitioning to work from home, schooling from home, uh, residential garbage has really gone up. So, uh, but, you know, you know, with these other programs that I was just telling you about, uh, the city has really done a nice job in offering the residents, you know, really uh, a full scope of services. So please use them because they're there for you. That's Vaughn Kirshner. He's from Waste Management. Check out everything that Waste Management has to offer at WM.com. Thanks a lot, Vaughn. All right, Chris. Thanks. Another show is wrapped up. Another show's in the books. Another show is wrapped up. And then by the looks, it's going to be a good one. And we'll see you next week. And the nude is basement. And the nude is basement. Another show is wrapped up. Another show is wrapped up. Another show is wrapped up. And it's in the books. Another show is wrapped up. Another show is wrapped up. And by the looks. It's gonna be a good one. Nudie's Basement. Broadcast. Basement. The Nudie's Basement. The Broad Basement. Slancha. The EP Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found. And always at the eppodcast.com.